أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our Tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala Today we begin with the first page of the second juz of the Qur'an. So page number 22 of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, this is still in Surah Al-Baqarah, but the beginning of the second juz of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning of the second juz will mention to us the story of the changing of the qibla, the changing of the direction of prayer from Baytul Maqdis in Jerusalem to the Kaaba in Mecca. And it is a uh, it is a story that takes place or that is mentioned in some detail in the Quran. A number of verses as we'll see for the first page, page and a half of this juz. Allah Azza speaks about the changing of the qibla and what took place because it became a moment of test and trial uh, for the iman of the believers. Number one, but also for the wider community of Medina, the the disbelievers that were there, the Jewish tribes and others, because they considered it to be something. Which uh, which was unseemly in their eyes, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala refutes this assertion. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from the beginning of Islam, he would pray towards Jerusalem. That was the initial qibla. Qibla means the direction that you face as you pray. The initial direction that the believers were told to pray in, uh, to pray towards was the qibla in in, in Jerusalem, Baytul Maqdis or Masjid Al Aqsa. And the believers would do so, the Prophet ﷺ, as we know in the Meccan period, because of the persecution of the Meccans towards the Muslims and because of the difficulties that they faced, the vast majority of the Muslims didn't pray openly in outside anyway. They didn't pray openly by the Kaaba and so on. In fact, only the Prophet ﷺ would really do so. And even when the Prophet ﷺ was facing the uh, the direction of Baytul Maqdis, he would always have the Kaaba between him and between that direction of Baytul Maqdis. So if Baytul, because as we know, the the Kaaba is a cuboid shape, and so therefore, even as we do today, when you come to the Kaaba, you can pray at, from any direction around the Kaaba, literally 360 degrees around the Kaaba, all of it you can face. So therefore, if he's facing in the direction of Jerusalem, he would place the Kaaba between himself and that direction according to a number of the books of Sirah and so on. However, when the Prophet ﷺ then migrated to Medina, as is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari, the direction of the Qibla remained towards Jerusalem for about a year and a half, approximately 16, 17, 18 months before this uh, revelation was given to the Prophet wasallam. the verses that we will speak about today. And so now the Prophet can no longer face the Qibla through the Kaaba. He can't face the Kaaba and then by extension face Jerusalem. Now he must only face Jerusalem. And so the Prophet ﷺ always wanted the Qibla of the Muslims to be towards the Kaaba because that is the house of Ibrahim, the house that was built by Ibrahim ﷺ. That is the first house that Allah placed upon this earth as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention in a forthcoming surah in Surah Ali Imran. And so therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, 
eventually or after these 16, 17, 18 months in, in, in Medina, the, the Prophet ﷺ was given this instruction and command that the Muslims should not change their direction towards the Qibla which is in uh, from Jerusalem towards the Qibla of the Kaaba in Mecca. When this happened, a number of people spoke out, the hypocrites and the Jews and others who used to live around Medina, they spoke, and the Mushrikeen generally, the, the, the disbelievers in Arabia, they spoke out and they said, what kind of a religion is this that doesn't even know which way that it should be facing, doesn't even know the direction of its worship. One way, one time is facing this way and the next time is facing that way. And so it became a means of them being able to use this as uh, a means of attacking the religion. And so therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, begins, or we begin the second juz of the Quran rather, in verse number 142, with this particular uh, incident and the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم سيقول السفهاء من الناس ما ولاهم عن قبلتهم التي كانوا عليها The foolish will say, what has made them turn away from their prior direction that they used to face? And so the foolish are those people that spoke out from the Jewish tribes, from the hypocrites, from the Arabs in general, the disbelieving Arabs of Arabia in general, who said, what kind of religion is this? What kind of foolishness is this? See, it is a test for the believers in the sense that as believers, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who legislates. And as the one who legislates and chooses his religion, then he may change his legislation as he pleases subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the believer, it is a test for them to see how well they submit to the uh, commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who submits fully to Allah azza wa jal has no problem with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changing his rules and his legislation. And we've given a number of examples of this in the Quran. Allah azza wa jal, as we mentioned in the verse uh, that we mentioned a number of episodes ago now, when he says, مَا نَنْسَخْ مِنْ آيَةٍ أَوْ نُنْسِيهَا نَأْتِ بِخَيْرٍ مِنْهَا أَوْ مِثْلِهَا We don't cause a verse to be forgotten or abrogated, except that we bring another similar to it or better than it, shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does these things for a wisdom that he knows best subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah azza wa jal is saying to the companions and to the Muslims in general, that these people who are who are uh, opposing this, who are speaking out, who are criticizing, they are foolish people. They are the fools because they think that Allah doesn't have the right to change his religion. Even though they amongst themselves, for example, the Christians accept that, the, that when Jesus came, he changed the laws of the Torah. He changed some of that which he had because Allah commanded him to do so. So therefore, why can't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala change his religion? Why can't Allah azza give a command at the beginning of Islam when the Muslims are going through certain difficulties and then change that ruling later on? But with the caveat, obviously, that now with the death of the Prophet and the ending of the revelation, the completion of the revelation of the Quran, there no longer is that scope to change the revelation of the Quran or the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sharia of Allah azza wa But in this particular time, in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, then it is foolish to criticize such things. Allah says, Say to him, rather to Allah belongs the East and the West. Because those people that are saying, why has he changed his direction? It's not as if only Allah, only you can, you can only worship Allah if you face Jerusalem. But if you face the Kaaba, now you're facing to other than Allah ﷻ. Doesn't Allah own 
everything in, in, in existence. Doesn't Allah own the East and the West? Doesn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose wherever He wants people to face in terms of worship? So therefore, what is even the point of your criticism? What is even the issue? Are you saying that Allah is no longer being faced in prayer when the Muslims pray towards the Kaaba? Say to Allah belongs the, uh, the East and the West. يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ And say that he guides whomsoever he wills to the straight way, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah guides, guides whomsoever he wills. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows here that therefore the believer is the one who when the command of Allah comes, they submit to it immediately and completely. They're those people who when Allah says something, or the Prophet says something, they submit. And they don't question and they don't disregard, and they don't ignore, and they don't find a way to circumvent. There are people who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah azza wa jalla in the next verse, verse 143, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises this ummah. And one of the reasons for which they are praised is because of this balanced approach. Because they are a nation that is on the middle path. They don't go to one extreme or the other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا لِتَكُونُوا شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ وَيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا We have made you believers into a just community, into a middle, balanced, just community, so that you may be a witness to the truth before others, and so that may, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may bear witness to it before you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises this ummah, because we are middle and we are balanced and we are just. We are just when it comes to issues of our aqidah, our belief. We believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe in the messengers of Allah azza wa jal, But we don't give any of the creation of Allah, whether it's an angel or a prophet or a messenger or a righteous person, a station over and above that which Allah azza wa has given to them. We won't say about a prophet of Allah that they are a child of Allah. We don't say about the angels that they are the daughters of Allah. We don't say that the saints or the righteous people are elevated to such a position that you can almost worship them besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't go to that extreme. Nor do we go to the other extreme of demeaning them, diminishing their status, rejecting them, saying that they were people who aren't any different to any other person. They are human and we are human and there is no absolute difference between us. We are people who are balanced, balanced in our belief, balanced in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sense that we don't innovate in our religion, we don't go to extremes in the way that we, for example, build tombs over our masajid or, or the graves, uh, sorry, the graves of the dead and so on, nor do we go to the other extreme of not worshipping Allah, of not fulfilling the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of not doing as Allah azawajal commanded. We are people who are just in terms of our character. We don't go overboard in one characteristic or another, nor do we diminish the rights of others in terms of the character and the way that we that we treat them. Everything across the board in our sharia, our religion is balanced because it is a religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. And Allah azawajal therefore says that we as people should be balanced and fair, balanced in the way that we believe in our religion, in the sense that we take everything that Allah azawajal gave to us, we don't need to add, we don't need to detract. We don't need to innovate and we don't need to ignore aspects of our religion. And we are just in the way that we treat others, just in everything that we do. And for that reason, Allah says that you will be witnesses amongst the people on the Day of Judgment. Meaning that this Ummah will be chosen to be witnesses over all of the other nations that came before us. 
all of the other nations. We will be witnesses over them. The Prophet told us وسلم, that on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call the Prophet Nuh and the Prophet Nuh will respond and he will, he will be asked by Allah, did you convey your message or the message to your people? And he will say, yes, O oh Allah. So Allah will address then the nation of Nuh and he will ask them, did Nuh convey the message to you? And they will say, no messenger came to us. We don't know of any prophet or messenger that came to us with a message warning us of Allah's punishment and so on. So Allah will ask the Prophet Nuh who will be your witnesses? Who can testify on your behalf? And he will turn around and say, Oh Allah, the Prophet in his ummah, the ummah of Muhammad will testify for me. So we as a collective nation will testify. How will we testify to what Nuh said and did with his people and how they responded? Because we will testify based upon the revelation that we have in the Quran. The stories that Allah mentioned to us of Nuh and his people. And that is why the Prophet said that Allah says this. And who will be the witness over and above us? The messenger. Who is the messenger? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so Allah has given to us this station and this honor because of this very reason. And so therefore in the context of this surah, when Allah tells us to do something or not to do something, or we know that one of the laws of Allah was abrogated and changed from the beginning of the time of the Prophet maybe towards the end of the life of the Prophet we are people who are balanced, we understand, we accept that Allah can do as He pleases in His religion, that Allah legislates as He chooses and as He pleases subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is not for me or you to oppose or to contradict or to criticize or to refuse this is the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is for the attribute that Allah azza wa praises this ummah. Allah azza wa then continues in verse 143 and he says, Allah azza wa says, we only made the direction, the one that you used to face in order to distinguish those who follow the messenger, from those who turn on their heels, that is the hard test. That test was hard except for those whom Allah has guided. Allah says that this whole incident of changing the Qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca is as a test for the people. It is a test for the people of Iman to see will they accept the commands of Allah, will they accept the commands of the Prophet and it is a test for the disbelievers. Because for them it becomes another fitna. It becomes another trial and test for them that makes them doubt even more in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are so far, far gone in their kufr and disbelief that this is something which only adds to that disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their rejection of the religion. And that is why Allah says, وَإِنْ كَانَتْ لَكَبِيرًا And this is something which is great, meaning it is difficult and severe, except for those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided. Allah Azza wa then continues and he says, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ Allah will never let your faith go to waste. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that for the believers who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity, to the best of their ability, trying their utmost to follow the guidance that is given to them in the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet Allah will never let their reward go to waste. That iman, that prayer, that salah, that action, that good deed will never go to waste. 
This verse is said according to the books of Tafsir and the books of Sunnah that some of the companions when the Qibla was changed in terms of its direction, they came to the Prophet wasallam because remember you have 13 years of Mecca and then now a year and a half of Medina. So 14 to 15 years, the Muslims are worshipping towards Jerusalem. During that period of 14 to 15 years or 15 years, a number of the companions have passed away. Companions who lived in Mecca that died. Right, the, there were a number of Muslims that passed away. They were tortured or they passed away, maybe out of natural causes or whatever the case was. There were Muslims that passed away. So the companions, some of them said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, what about our brothers who for all of their lives they worship towards Jerusalem? And I was saying that you can no longer worship that way. You must worship another way. Allah Azzawajal says that Allah will never let their faith go to waste. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all just, He is all merciful, He is the most generous and kind subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azzawajal from His justice is that He doesn't allow those people who did their utmost and best at that time, that was the ruling, at that time the command was to follow Jerusalem. So just because it was abrogated after their death doesn't mean that all of their actions are rendered null and void. Rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves that. And that is why the believer has to learn their religion to the best of their ability. But if you find, for example, sometimes as you do, that in certain parts of the world, or maybe for some of us, our grandparents, maybe because of their their old age, because they were maybe uneducated, they had a certain understanding of certain things, not knowing any better, and not being able to find or research or ask anyone that would give them true knowledge, they may have done certain practices. Allah knows best their affairs. Perhaps Allah will forgive them because they did what they thought was best, and that was their ability. That's all that they could do. And Allah doesn't allow people's faith just to go because of them trying their best and their utmost. As Allah says in a number of places in the Quran, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. Allah does not place upon a person a burden more than that which they can bear. That's the best of your ability, it's okay. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, likewise for these people, Allah does not let your faith go to waste. And this is a beautiful verse because it shows, therefore, the beauty of Iman. If you have strong Iman and you worship Allah, even if there comes a time in your life when you turn away from Allah, shaitan overpowers you, your desires overcome you, you find moments in your life when you've turned away from Allah, and you've become engaged in sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cherish that Iman that you had at one point in time. And perhaps from time to time you will remember Allah. You will be reminded of Allah. You will feel that pull in your heart towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by Allah's blessing and through your own actions of tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up a doorway back to him, a doorway for you back to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believer never should, uh, never should, should never think that their iman is insignificant. You should never belittle or think that it is something small. Your, the iman that you have in your heart. Allah doesn't allow that faith to go to waste if you are sincere and truly wanting to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah concludes this verse by saying, rahim. For indeed Allah is most compassionate and most merciful towards the believer. The believer. Allah is extremely compassionate and merciful towards the believer. Allah guides people and He helps them and He opens up the doors of good to them and He showers His blessings upon them. And then after they've done their good deeds, Allah allows them to show praise or to give praise to Allah and to thank Him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His mercy, He rewards them for all of that which they do as well. In the following verse, Allah says in verse number 144, 
قد نرى تقلب وجهك في السماء فلنولينك قبلة ترضاها Many a time have we seen you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, turn your face towards the heaven. So we are turning you towards the direction, the qibla, that pleases you. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from his adab, from his etiquette with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that he wouldn't demand, because the Prophet of Allah is a Prophet of Allah, a Messenger of Allah, despite his status, he doesn't have the right to demand from Allah, doesn't have the right to, to impose upon Allah the laws that Allah Azza wa legislates. But the Prophet وسلم, would long and wish and hope that Allah Azza wa would change the, the direction of the Qibla towards the Kaaba in Mecca. And there are a number of reasons for this, the Prophet wanting this. Number one, because the Jews and the Christians would claim that the Muslims are an extension of them. They're trying to follow them. They're trying to imitate them because they're following Masjid Al-Aqsa. They're following Bayt Al-Maqdis. So therefore, they're just trying to follow us as well. And at the same time, the Quraysh would say, how can this person who claims to venerate the Kaaba, venerate Ibrahim salam, venerate everything to do with the Hajj and the Haram, and he's ignoring the Kaaba and he's facing another direction. So on both sides, the Prophet ﷺ wanted to show the Mushrikeen or, or, the, or the Jews and the Christians rather, that he's not someone who's just imitating their ways and their practices, and at the same time show the Quraysh, and by extension also the Jews and the Christians, because they follow Ibrahim salam, or they claim to follow the religion of Ibrahim salam, to show all of them that he will face the Kaaba, which is the house that was built by Ibrahim salam, and the first house that Allah established upon the earth. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the command to change and face the the Qibla, you know, in the Sunnah, a number of hadith that speak about how the Prophet ﷺ changed the direction of the Qibla towards the Kaaba. And so as that message was being passed throughout the different Muslim communities in Mecca, one of the companions went to the people of Masjid Quba, it is said, in, according to some narrations, and in other narrations it is said, it is other than the people of the Masjid Quba, and it may be possible that it happened on more than one occasion, because the companions would go out to the different parts of Medina and give that message. So it's possible that it could have happened on more than one occasion. They came across one of the uh, masajid where the people are praying and they already started praying and in some narrations it is said it is the Dhuhr prayer, others say it is the Asr prayer and they're facing Jerusalem because that's what they know. They're told no revelation has come and you now must face the Kaaba and in the prayer they change their direction and they follow the Kaaba. That is the difference between the test of Iman that Allah was telling us that the believers and how they adopt the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willingly and submit without question and those people who will be foolish and they will criticize and they will question and they will choose not to accept. So Allah says, Turn your face in the direction of Al-Masjid Al-Haram which is in Mecca. And wherever you may be, Turn your face towards it. So the Muslim, wherever we are when we pray, unless it is an optional prayer, and you know, as we know, there are some rulings concerning optional prayers if you're traveling and so on. But generally speaking, we always face the Kaaba. We always face the Qibla. Wherever we are in the world, you're in Australia or you're in the UK, you're in Saudi Arabia itself, or you are all the way in Brazil. Wherever you are, you will look and face towards the Qibla and you will worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَمَا اللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and indeed those who were given the scripture know with certainty that it is the truth from their Lord, and indeed Allah is not unaware of that which they do. They know 
that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. They know that what the Prophet has brought is the truth. They know that the revelation of the Quran is true, but they themselves choose to ignore this and they make an issue of it with regards to the believers. It is because of their disbelief, because of how much and how far they have rejected the Quran and the Prophet that they choose to disregard all of these commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah says in the next verse, in verse 145, Yet even if you were to bring every proof to those who were given the scripture, they would never follow your qibla. They would never follow your description. Because they're rejecting Allah Azza wa Jal. They're rejecting the, the, the Prophet Sallallahu and the messages that he's brought. So therefore, why would they accept something as small as the Qibla change? They've rejected bigger issues. And so therefore, because of how entrenched they are in their disbelief, if every sign of Allah was to come, they still wouldn't believe. And we see examples of this throughout the Quran. Doesn't Allah Azza wa send to Pharaoh, for example, sign after sign after sign, and still he can't believe, he can't accept that these are not signs that can possibly come by human hands. The rivers of blood, the frogs, the locusts, all of these, the staff turning into a serpent and, and devouring the magic of the source. All of this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he rejects it all because of his disbelief. Likewise, Allah is saying with the Quraysh and these people who are entrenched in their disbelief, not truly seeking guidance, even if every sign was to come to them, they will never follow your qibla. And you, O Messenger of Allah, will never follow their qibla because you know that what Allah wants. And you know that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor do any of them follow the direction of one another. So the Quraysh of Mecca didn't follow the Qibla of the Jews and the Christians and the Jews and the Christians don't follow the Qibla of for example the Hindus and the Hindus don't necessarily follow the Qibla of other everyone has their direction and so therefore why are they criticizing you O Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in terms of your belief Allah concludes this verse and Therefore, this page by saying, if you, O Messenger of Allah, were to follow their desires after the knowledge brought to you, then indeed you would be from amongst the wrong. Meaning that you can't just ignore what Allah has said. To follow your desires, to want to, for example, change parts of your religion, or to forgo certain aspects of Allah's commands in order to please them, would be something which is incorrect and it would be something which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah Azzawajal says to do so would be the, would mean that you are from the wrong doers. And so therefore Allah Azzawajal tells us as the believers in Allah Azzawajal, the believers of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that we are people who should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship and we should accept everything that Allah Azzawajal has given to us by way of his laws and his sharia and that Allah Azzawajal can do as he pleases subhanahu wa ta'ala and sometimes therefore it shows that certain commands of this religion can be testing for certain groups of people even amongst the Muslims certain things people find it very difficult to accept Certain parts of Islam today that are Muslims will say, I can generally accept Islam and its laws, but I can't really accept inheritance laws, for example. Or I can't really accept, the sister will say, the rules of hijab and jilbab. Or the brother will say, I can't accept certain rules with regards to, for example, my dress and my appearance and what have you. These are issues that are similar to this qibla 
uh, Qibla story that we have in the sense that the believer is the one who submits fully as we mentioned those companions who in the prayer change their direction as opposed to those who will question and will oppose and will criticize and will not be able to accept that is a sign of weak iman but the one who truly follows Allah the one who truly follows and accepts the prophethood of our messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam they will always submit willingly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they know that Allah azza wa jal and what he has commanded contain wisdom and guidance and they contain ultimate benefit for the people who follow that guidance may Allah azza wa jal make us from the people who accept guidance and willingly following it submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his commands barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh bismillahirrahmanirrahim